Good morning, Cleveland. This is Pastor C.A. here at Faith Memorial Church in this great city of Cleveland, Tennessee, and you are tuning in to Thinking Out Loud. We're continuing our conversation in disciple-making, and real quick, we've defined a disciple as someone that is continually learning to be changed by Jesus, be with Jesus, and be on mission together with Jesus. And in this journey of disciple-making, we have been looking at the things that get in the way, the things that try to prevent us from following Jesus. And as I told you the enemy typically does this in three camps. The world will try and steal your passion. Satan and the kingdom of darkness will try and come at you and bring up past mistakes and fruitless endeavors and your sinful nature and try and use those as a blockade or an obstacle to prevent you from following Jesus. But none of that has any precedent unless you allow it. You have the ability to allow your obedience and desire to follow Jesus help you overcome the world and the devil. And then we get in now into our third camp of the enemy, and this is the flesh. And so often this is one of the most difficult camps to overcome because now we're not dealing with an outside force. Now we're dealing with a force that is inside us, our very selves. And typically what happens is when it comes to disciple making, we kind of become the kings and queens of excuses. If we're being honest, humans are so good at making excuses. We are so good at writing off and coming up with every reason not to do something. Well, let me tell you, we often think in ministry about the sins of commission, meaning a sin is doing something that you know you shouldn't do. However, there's a whole nother side of that coin to know to do good and not do it is just as much of a sin as to know not to do something and to do it anyway. So sin comes in not doing something as much as it comes in doing something that's wrong. And to not follow Jesus and to not be a disciple of Jesus is just as big of a sin as anything else. When he says, follow me, and you say, well, I would, but that is committing sin. So what I want to do is I want to quickly look at three ways or three categories of excuse in our life. And these can be found uh, in the parable of the wedding found in Luke chapter 14. So if you want to look at those later, but let me break these down for you. The parable runs like this. Jesus shows that there's a man who prepared this great feast and he invited all these guests and then they with one consent began to offer excuse. The first one said, I bought a house. I need to go see it. The second one said, I bought oxen. I need to prove them. And the third one said, I just got married. I need to go be with my wife. Now these are all logical and rational reasons to not be able to go to a dinner or to a feast. The point is, is that your excuses may be rational. They may be logical, but does that mean that they deserve to take precedence over the following of Jesus and the obeying of his command. What gains priority in your life? That's where excuses come in. They can be logical, but do they deserve preeminence over the call of Jesus? And so in these three excuses, the man bought a house. He wants to go see it. And this is a question of satisfaction. That's your first category for excuse. And when I talk about satisfaction, I'm talking about worldly satisfaction. Your first category for excuse is, is this going to be pleasing to me? Is this going to meet my creature comforts? Is this going to work out the way that I hope it would? And et cetera, et cetera. The second category is a man who bought 
oxen. He needs to go prove them. This is a question of security. Now, I need to know if these are going to meet my needs and be able to plow my land so I can plant my crops or if they're going to be worthy to accomplish the job that carries about my livelihood. I need to know where my rent's coming from, from where my next paycheck's coming from, etc., etc. And then lastly, you have the man that just got married who needs to go be with his wife. Look, I understand this excuse. This is probably the most reasonable of the bunch. However, that doesn't mean that it needs to take preeminence because here's the thing. He is creating, the man in the story is creating a false dichotomy or a false decision between two things and he is treating them as they're mutually exclusive. I can either follow Jesus or I can be with my wife. Why isn't the question answered, I could go get my wife and then her and I could follow Jesus together, which seems to be the more logical thing. However, that's not the point. The point is, is he doesn't want to answer the call. So this is an excuse that gets in the way of him following Jesus. So you have satisfaction, you have security, and you have what I like to call the status quo. What are people going to think of me? The call of Jesus is the call to follow him, no matter how rational or logical your excuse sounds, it does it deserve to take preeminence over the call. Thank you for listening. This has been Thinking Out Loud with Pastor CA. God bless and have a great day.